0: Hey guys, this is Paige and welcome to the Uniquely Chambers podcast. Join me each week as I dive into topics on transitioning into motherhood, being a stepmom, a new wife, and trying to find a new identity in this new season of life. New in this season of the podcast, my husband Brady is going to be joining us a little bit more regularly. He's looking forward to sharing his journey in fatherhood with a newborn and a preteen, transitioning into a new career, and so much more. We are also really excited to welcome new guests onto the show who bring their own unique experience and knowledge of family life, entrepreneurship, self-development, and everything in between. If you followed us in season one, you already know we prefer the unique path in life, and we're excited to continue to share our experience and what shaped our journey. So let's get to it. Hey guys, today on the show, we have the first guest of 2024. I am super excited to introduce you guys to Danica Dixon. She is a badass mom of two girls, a kick-ass real estate agent, small business junkie, and the co-founder of the Oxford County Mom Group. In my opinion, she is one of the most influential moms here in Oxford County and I am super excited for you guys to get to know her. I'm super inspired by you and like just how you've Come around. Like, oh my God. you are a badass mom of two girls. You yeah. got like, that's busy on its own. And then, add real it is. estate and then small business junkie aspect of it and getting this podcast started. And then you have the mom group. Like, how? yeah. So, like, tell me, like, how do you do all of this stuff? Like, it's just crazy.
1: Yes. Yeah. So it is and it isn't so <laughs> i have always been like on the go i like am pretty creative i would say and also like i love um like engaging with people and i always have lots of ideas so um for example like when i so i got a job at a factory when I was like 20, because my parents worked there and I had tried a couple like post-secondary courses, three different courses actually. And I dropped out of all of them. Um, because I, it just was like, I knew it wasn't aligned with what I liked, but I didn't know what I liked. So I worked at a factory for a long time and just kind of like trial and error some things. Um, real estate was always like an obvious choice. Like my parents flipped houses when I was a kid and not like, not the same as people flip houses now where it's like, you know, they're bu- like turning over a bunch of properties all the time. It was like, they would buy a house that was like in rough shape, spend a couple of years fixing it up. And then they would rinse and repeat basically. So we were kind of always on the move and I got to see that process, you know, 10 or 12 or, I don't know how many times, a lot of times. Yeah, I just found it really interesting and then my brother um his wife was a realtor, so and my brother's quite a bit old. He's 6 years older than me, so I like got to kind of watch her get her license and get into real estate. And when I was working at the factory, I was like, okay, well, I would like to have a side hustle. Like as much as like the factory paid really well and it was like a pretty good job. I was like my parents retired from that factory and my grandparents retired from a factory and I was like, I just, as much as I like the job and it pays well and the benefits are good and blah, blah, blah. I just, it's, I want a bit more. And also like my husband works there. So I was like, I don't want us to have all our eggs in one basket if the factory closes or, you know, shuts down, which ended up being a really good idea because it has been shut down like on and off basically since COVID started. So it works
0: for Cammy, right?
1: yeah that's right yeah so actually i trained him on his first day at cami that's how we met um so yeah so while i was there we were able to listen to podcasts and or like music or books or whatever it was that you you know to get through the day the monotonous day of building the same thing over and over again and so i listened to business podcasts because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to start a real estate business, like I need some context. So I listened to like being boss was like a, one of the ones that I really, really liked. And I don't even think they're recording it anymore, but I like fell in love with those girls that ran that podcast. And then Peta Kelly was like an entrepreneur that I was following at the time. And Gary Vaynerchuk like I just like was so interested in all of it but I wasn't really sure like where I was going to apply it and even with real estate like I like my job as a real estate agent I love like finding people houses and getting to know like you know what people want because I think what people want and what they say they want are like totally different things yeah. So like that part of my job, I really like, but I have always struggled to show up online as a real estate agent. Like uh, the idea of being like, okay, today's that are this, or like, here's what a condition it like to me, the real estate, um, s- social media scene is not for me. Like I look like this most of the time, you know, like I'm not wearing a blazer or a dress and like doing selling sunset style stuff, <laughs> but <laughs> especially in Oxford County where it's like most things are rural. Um, yeah. so like I'm not wearing heels anywhere. I'm wearing like my rubber boots cause it's going to be muddy or there's going to be like, you know, farm stuff. Right. So I, um, I was like, I want a way to sort of show up online because I believe in the power of social media, but like, how can I show up online in a way that feels authentic to me? Otherwise I'm not going to do it. Like if I've learned anything in like the trial and error of all the things that I've tried, it's that like, I only know how to show up like this. You know, I'm not ever going to be able to show up the way other people do online. So I was like, how can I build a network and um like connections with as many people as possible online and let them know that i sell real estate because at the end of the day like my goal is to get clients right of course. um but i don't want to be salesy about it you know i would rather just like make friends with you and then one day if you ever want to buy and sell or like maybe you have a friend you're going to be like, Oh, I actually know Danica from all of these things. And she's a real estate agent. Um, whereas like, I think that what a lot of people do is they just go on social media and they talk about real estate, real estate, this real estate, this is the market. This is the listing that I have. Here's a tip. Here's what a a day in the life of the real estate agent. And you can look at those. If you go to any of those accounts where that's what people are doing, most of the people that follow them are other realtors. So you're actually not really like, attracting buyers and sellers you're attracting other realtors who want to like copy your content. Um, and so I have struggled for a really long time to find a way to show up online that wasn't like that. Um, and so I have just honestly just listened to as much business content as I can. And then like tested things out. So I've had like lots of brands that I have built and walked away from because they weren't actually right. Didn't feel authentic or didn't work. So um, I now have kind of put my real estate hat on the back burner as far as social media is concerned. And honestly, I I owe a lot of that to the Oxford County Moms Club. So I met Britt, who I run the Oxford County Moms Club with um, on social media, actually, funnily enough, on Instagram. She got her license and I just sent her a message being like, hey, good luck. Like, I'm, you know, happy to see you. She worked in, you know, my local area too. And there's not a lot of like, I'm saying young because I still feel young, <laughs> but like, there's not <laughs> a lot of like, young. younger realtors, you know, like a lot of the Realtors, especially in our area, are like a generation above me, and so I felt a little bit out of place and now now there's like a lot of realtors that are younger than me, you know, but at the time, um I was like, oh, like maybe I'll like have a friend, you know um, and we actually ended up just like talking about motherhood and Um, how like isolating it is and lonely it is. And in like, when I met her, I thought I would have a real estate friend. And I ended up just having like a friend, friend, like talk about all of the things with, and because we had sort of connected so much on motherhood, especially like it was like right in the middle of COVID when we met. So like, we couldn't actually meet in person for a long time because we still weren't allowed to do that. And we were afraid of bringing COVID home to our kids Um, so yeah, we just like on a whim, once things open back up again, we were like, look, like we know we're not alone in like this isolation season that we are in. Everybody just went through it in the entire world. Let's, you know, see if we can make friends. And as you probably saw, it blew up like so fast.
0: Girl did it ever. (laughs)
1: Like to the point where we were like, what the heck? Like, what the heck but for me build an audience and uh like a brand online I was like man I have been working at my real estate social media pages at that point for like six years and within six months of running the Oxford County Moms Club I had totally blown all my other stuff out of the water as far as like Um, and not just like the vanity numbers, like not just like how many followers you have and like how many views your things are getting. But as far as like actually building relationships and talking to people, I was like, man, like no one ever like, or very rarely did I post something on my real estate page and people be like, Hey, me too. Or like, you know, message me and want to talk about it. They were, it was just like basically a billboard, you know? Um, so yeah, that, that's how that started. And now I, after growing that community, I have such a different perspective on how powerful social media can be to actually build relationships. Um, I think that because I was basically like talking to an empty room with my other account to go on the mom's club and like talk to people about where they're at, um, has like, it's actually changed my life. Like I, I, I feel like I'm being a bit dramatic about it, but I have always been pretty introverted and isolated, which like, if you ask anyone from the mom's club, they're going to be like, that chick is not (laughs) introverted, you know? So it really like it, I think it brought out a lot of the things inside of me that I didn't know were there because I was just showing up in the wrong room essentially. So Then I've always kind of wanted to start a podcast because that's how I learned to run a business. You know, like I, when I actually got my real estate license in 2011 and quit two years later, like my license was up for renewal and I quit it because I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to get clients. I also was like 21 at the time and looked 17 and like nobody was hiring. They were like, okay, kid, like learn how to drive before you sell my house, you know? Um, so yeah, it's like, it's really it to you from the outside looking in, it looks like, wow, this chick's like, got it all figured out, you know, like, she's got this account and she's starting this and she's a realtor and she's a mom. And really it's like, it's been a decade of me just like trying this. Nope. That didn't work. Now I'm trying this. Nope. That didn't work. You know, and like listening to like, I listen to like a lot of audio books. And so I really kind of view it as like, now I'm just like a mosaic of like all of these like tidbits that I've learned from other business owners, but then also just like looking within myself and being like, okay, well, what do I like and how am I going to feel comfortable showing up online? Because if I'm like, I think it's easy to tell if someone's showing up online and they're not authentic or they're not comfortable, you can be like, "Mm, the vibes are off. Right? So the podcast is it's new, but it's not new. Like I've always, it's funny. I've always listened to business podcasts and been like, man, I really wish I had like a thing that I could apply this to, you know, because I knew I didn't want it to be real estate. I, I want to do real estate as my job. I like my job, but I don't want to show up the way that most realtors are showing up online. I want, I have a understanding of how social media works, but I was like, how do I, I can't apply this to real estate. Like I can't apply this to the real estate business or my real estate persona because the, those things aren't the same. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a mom, you know, like my older daughter is in daycare full time, which is a huge help, but my baby isn't. So, um, she's napping right now. And so I'm doing this while she's napping. And we had to pause because I had to take a call from like another realtor, you know, like it really is just like little fires everywhere. Um, and before I was getting treatment for ADHD, I really struggled. Like I, because I have so many ideas in my head, but like, wasn't able to put them out into the world because I was so in my head. For sure. Um Yeah, this is like a really long winded explanation to your question, but it's, I think it's important to say that, like, I have spent the better part of a decade learning as much as I can. And then I spent, you know, four or five years not being brave enough to show up authentically because I was afraid of being judged. by other people in the real estate industry, honestly, like a lot of people in that industry are, are, sales focused. And so they're like, you need to be making calls. You need to be networking. You need to, and I, I can't do that. Like I'm, I'm not, I don't call people. I'm not like, Hey, like, do you want to sell your house? Like that? No, that doesn't work for me. I would rather like build a bunch of relationships and without the expectation of people hiring me, You know, like I, there's a lot of people who are like, oh my gosh, like I have been talking to this person for two years and they didn't hire me and they get like really sort of down on themselves and they're like, what's wrong with me? Why didn't they hire me? And I've been guilty of this as well in the past. You know, I have had family members not hire me, friends not hire me. And you're like, like. Not that I feel entitled to anybody's business, but it's easy to be like, well, what's wrong with me? Like, I'm good at my job. I've been doing it a long time. Like, why don't you hire me? When really, like, when you look at it from a consumer's perspective, there are 8 million realtors, it seems, in town, you know? So, like, how am I going to differentiate myself so that people will hire me, you know? Absolutely. So for me, it's like, okay, the mom club, is not like my goal with the mom club is not to get clients, but my goal is to provide as much value as I can to the people in my community so that they at least know my name, you know? And I'm getting something out of it. So though it's not tied to my real estate business, I'm building sort of a brand for myself that like this is who Danica is. And then people will at least be familiar with me, you know? Um, and then the same with the selling Oxford podcast, like that's not real estate related at all, obviously, because it's a business podcast. I'm going to talk about my experience as a real estate agent. Um, but a lot of what I know about business I've learned, like from listening to other people's podcasts and I haven't actually learned from being a small business owner. Um, but yeah, so now I'm going to hopefully build a network in a different way and i just think like it's really important to build like a personal brand online and if you're just like focused on one thing specifically like i kind of view it as like strands of like a rope right so like if you just have like one strand that's a very like not strong relationship so for example you you met me through the oxford county moms club that's one strand we're both moms both of our babies' names are Casey. That's a total <laughs> fluke, but that's another strand. We yeah. both like podcasting. That's another strand. So the more strands you have with each person, the better your relationship is going to be. Obviously, you have to like foster that relationship. But even by me sharing about my experience building a podcast, you're going to relate to some of that because you have much more experience building a podcast than I do. So that's sort of the way that I view... Like that's my theory on social media and I've spent a long time kind of grasping that and now I'm just putting it into practice. So the mom club, to be completely honest, when we went to the mom club last March, my ADHD was probably the worst that it has ever been. Um, and I didn't even like, I thought I had ADHD, but it's one thing to be like, ha ha ha. I'm so forgetful. And like another thing entirely to be like, Oh, but actually my brain works different. And so like, here's how I can harness that for sure. And so I had a really amazing partner in the Oxford County moms club, you know, like Brit, I owe so much of the success of the mom club to Brit. Like we really were like a very good team where I was weak. She was strong. I, I can't say enough. I've like, too many good things she's gonna watch this and be like gross but it's just like she where i struggled she excelled you know and one of those things was like she would call me and be like okay we need to plan the next like two or three weeks and i'd be like really like okay and we'd be on the phone for a couple hours and talk about what we wanted to plan and how we like you know what we wanted to what sort of content we wanted to create for the page where we wanted it to go um, and then, yeah, she just kind of helped keep me focused. She'd text me every day. Hey, did you do this? Or like, dude, and we had like a list, a checklist, and she would put my name beside all the things that I needed to do. But like, she was the organizational guru behind the Oxford County Moms Club. Um, and then she got a job. So you may have noticed, I definitely feel like it's obvious, like she got a job and now like the the engagement on Oxford County Moms Club has gone down. Like I'm not posting as much, but also we're not hosting outdoor walks, which is where we used to get a lot of the content, you know, for our reels and stuff. Um, but yeah, so having someone like that really made a difference in like what I would say or consider to be my like online success. Yep. Um, And like I said, Building that account really changed my perspective on how to show up online. Um, Because I I think because I just thought in order to show up online, I am a real estate agent. I have to show up like this, you know? And I was like, but I don't feel like I fit into this mold at all. So the Oxford County Mom Club gave me kind of permission to show up authentically because I didn't feel like I fit the norm of like a real estate agent showing up online. Um, and I don't think I would have learned that because I, if I was doing that on my own, I definitely don't think I would have had the success that I did at the Oxford County moms club because I had Brit as a partner. Um, and then also I was diagnosed with ADHD and I'm now getting treatment for it. And so my ability to like actually show up and do the work is, so much easier um, because I'm not like fighting with my brain to accomplish it. Right. For sure. Um, so yeah, that's like, it is a lot, but it's not also like, so up until today, like my real estate business has been like relatively slow, you know, last year was really slow. And so even though like, yeah, I'm a real estate agent, it's not super busy, you know? So I had a lot of time to like plan out content and think about what I was doing. And now I'm just honestly like real estate might get busy this year. Like it's starting to pick up. So I'm actually just batch recording my podcast. Like I recorded two episodes on Monday. I'm recording three episodes tomorrow. Like I'm just going to batch it out while I'm slow and then schedule all the content for the next, however long it is. Um, and also because I'm now have treatment for my ADHD, it's a lot easier for me to kind of visualize what that's going to look like long-term before I would cons- I would say that I didn't have the capacity at all to even plan long-term. So now it's yeah. like, and it's hard because I'm excited. I'm like, oh, I have all these people that said, yes, I have like 15 people to interview and at 50. Maybe I'll do p- two podcasts a week, you know? And then like, and I'm like, I have to be like, no, Danica, like- <laughs> It's actually like a really good thing if you record 15 and you have 15 weeks of content planned ahead of time, like maybe just enjoy that instead of being like, okay. So it's a lot of just, yeah, and just trial and error. And I think like nobody is thinking about you as much as you're thinking about you. You know, I have spent years and years and years talking myself out of showing up online because I was afraid of like the judgment, you know, is like, is my mom going to see it and like say something or like, are my like cousins who are young going to think that like, I'm like a dumb millennial that like, right. What, you know, like there's so many things that like you put in your brain that just don't matter. You know, like even like before this, I was like, I better put a hat on. Cause my hair is so dirty. <laughs> like nobody cares if your hair is dirty, you know, but it's so easy to talk yourself out of like just existing, you know?
0: And I think that that would resonate with a lot of moms because we all have this idea, whether it's mom-related, business-related, in our socials, doesn't matter. We all have this thought that, shit, somebody's going to see what we're doing and what if it's not perfect?
1: Well, and the thing is, is that like, it's not perfect. No. And like perfect isn't real either, you know? And also in my experience, the less perfect it is, the more people like it, you know, like even like the people that I follow, you know, like I follow some real estate accounts where it's like, they're like a top producing realtor and they've made millions of dollars. Like blah, blah, blah. And like, look, that's not my experience as a realtor, you know, like I'm good at my job, but I'm, I'm not going to be like the number one sales person in whatever. That just doesn't, interest Um, me, you know, like, I don't want to work that much. Um, at least not in that way. Like I like being able to sort of, um, diversify my life, you know, like if I was just strictly doing real estate hundred percent of the time, I would find a different job. Um, because I just, I, I like having the mom club, you know, lead out of there for business. I don't care because the relationships that I've built there are so awesome, you know, and even like not real estate. Now, some of the moms from there are also small business owners and they're showing up on my podcast. So it's really just like an exchange of value. Like how can I provide the most amount of value so that people want to help me back? You know, like, like some of the business owners that are coming on my podcast, like Baron Fox, like, excuse me, you know, like that felt so cool that she even said yes. Yeah, But again, and part of the reason why I was like, so like in awe of what she was doing is because she was showing up so authentically. And I think honestly, that's why her brand has done so well because she's like a no bullshit kind of lady, you know, like, yeah. so yeah, I don't know. It is cool. And I, I think too, like becoming a mom has really changed, especially to daughters, you know, like I want them to see me go for it. Like I was listening to um my podcast in the car the other day, like before I posted it, because I wanted to hear the audio in a car. Like I wanted to make sure that, cause I had cut it in a few spots, right? So I wanted to make sure it sounded good. And my daughter, I picked her from daycare and I was listening for like the last couple minutes and she was like, is that your voice on there? And I was like, yeah, I was like interviewing my friend who runs a business. And she was like, that's so cool. And that it like, if no one else watches it, that's worth it to me. You know, like, especially because the world that like we grew up in is not the same world that she is going to grow up in. And so like, who knows what jobs are going to be out there. Right. So I want to like explore this entrepreneur thing and see where it lands um, so that she, and like, so both of them can kind of see, you know, that their mom was brave enough to go for it. And I think like if it all falls on its face and I don't get any more clients and the podcast doesn't go anywhere, which I think, honestly, I do think that it will, because I'm not willing to give up on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least they saw me try. Right. And then if it doesn't, then I'll go get a nine to five somewhere, you know,
0: You know what? Like, and that a lot can be said about that. I totally resonate with what you're saying. And I think a lot of listeners will resonate with what you're saying because it's so authentically true, whether it's you want to, I know for me, like doing a podcast, I wanted my kids to see, you know, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. I'm Mm -hmm. not staying in that box. I'm not you know, doing the norm because the norm is, you know, you work a nine to five, you Mm -hmm. do this, you do that. I don't want to be that norm. (laughs) I've never wanted to be that norm. And I think you've never really wanted to be that norm. And well, yeah, yeah, I I will. I'm not going to lie for you.
1: That's yes, exactly. That's true. And yeah, like I think too, I like fall victim to like the grass is always greener. Like when I was at the factory, like I could not wait to get out of there, you know? And then days where like my business is like super stressful and like I have clients that are, you know, upset about whatever, or like I'm managing like all sorts of things at the same time, and my phone is ringing at nine o'clock at night. I'm like, remember when I hated my factory job that was like seven to three, and I left and nobody called me. Like, you, it's all like you always want what you can't have. But I do think there's like a huge freedom to like building something on your own, and also I think it gives you the opportunity to really learn about yourself in a way that you may not if you have a nine to five, not to say that, like, you can't figure out what you like in a corporate setting, but there you're, there's just a little bit, in my opinion, anyway, a little bit less flexibility because you have like your job description. And these are the things that you have to accomplish. Whereas like for me, uh, yes, I sell real estate, but my experience building my real estate business is going to be dramatically different from literally every other realtor out there because I am a different person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So we know where you're going with your podcast. We know, you know, a little bit about real estate and what you're doing with that. So mm-hmm. what is on the agenda for the Oxford County moms group this year?
1: Oh my Gosh, it's so funny to think about like on day one, we were like, we're going to host, we're going to build a little community online and have a walk. And then we'll have moms to walk with. Um, and then it like i'm i'm struggling to find the words <laughs> because it's just it makes me like super emotional like i was bullied really badly in public school um from like kindergarten all the way to grade six. So I did like, that was my school. And then we went to a middle school for grade seven and eight because my like public school only went to grade six. Um, and it was like exclusionary bullying. So like these girls like pretend to be my friends sometimes and then I would step out of line in some way and they would like run away from me at recess or exclude me from whatever. And it feels so strange to be like almost 33 years old and still talking about that experience. But I, it totally affected my perspective on the world because I was kind of taught at a young age that like, you have to show up in a certain way, otherwise you won't be accepted. And then when I went to my middle school I met a girl named Carly and she, so she went to that school. It was a K to eight. So she was there from kindergarten to grade six. And then a bunch of us from other schools fed into it for seven and eight. So she got to kind of test the waters with like all the new kids that came to her school. So she made friends with one of the girls in my friend group. And pretty quickly they tried to kind of rope her into like whatever it is that they did to me and yep. she was like um what the um <laughs> but she was like this is i i so vividly remember her saying to me like this isn't how friends work and we don't do that here like you're going to be my friend now and i didn't like it's, I feel bad for my parents now looking back because my mom always like I would get I would come home from school like crying and my mom would be like Danica this is not how friends treat friends like these are not your friends and I was like but they are my friends you know like I didn't have any context for what was happening I just thought I sucked you know and it was like It was like, if I did better on like a math test, one of them would be mad. Or like, if I like wore the wrong thing and it was never the same thing. So I always was kind of like on edge because I didn't know like what was going to happen next. And then, yeah, for me to like go to this new school and like relatively quickly, this girl, like who owed me nothing was just like, uh, no, you're not doing that. Like. I'm your friend now, like screw those girls. And I like never skipped a beat. Like all of a sudden she was my friend and like, she had a bunch of friends at the school. Her brother went to the school. So then I made friends with like them and just that experience, like drastically changed my perspective. And I always really admired her for having the gall to be like, well, you can just like, because that there were other people at my public school who like probably saw this happening to me but again they were like the cool kids and it was a small school and we were young and like nobody knew sort of like how to navigate that and so then for this like new experience to be so like life-changing for me I always wanted to show up that way but I was never like I was still like Carly felt like my safe space, but I didn't. I thought she was an outlier. You know, I thought everyone else was going to be like those girls, those mean girls that I was dealing with in public school. So I really kind of latched onto her all through like middle school and high school. Like, and if she was invited to something, she would bring me along. But I never really like seeked out like making other friends aside from her because like if she liked people, I trusted her judgment, but I didn't trust my own judgment. Little Casey. I know. Poor guy. He wants to be in the podcast.
0: Say
1: hi. 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 <laughs> oh. Mm, he's so sweet. <laughs> he's a good boy. Yeah. Hi, buddy. Okay. Sorry. I get distracted <laughs> by babies. Anyway, so um anyway, when I met Britt, it was like on a bit of a whim, you know? Um yeah. And I kind of, we had talked kind of like immediately we were talking about, you know, this experience and she had been bullied, you know, and she had had the same sort of feelings that I did. And I was like, how can we like, I want to show up like Carly did. Like, and she always gets like weird when I talk about this. Cause she's like, I was like, because to me, she seemed so such like an outlier. Like she was so welcoming right away. Um, I always was like so inspired by that, but I, I didn't think that anyone would look to me the way that I looked to her. Like I was just so like in awe and she's still like my best friend to this day. Um, but I wanted to kind of encapsulate that feeling that she created for me. Like it felt like a safe space. I felt like I could show up and I wasn't being judged and I wasn't going to be like, you know, exiled for like saying the wrong thing or like, especially in motherhood, you know, like my house is a mess all the time. And like, n- no, I didn't bring a diaper. And now like my kids got a poopy butt and I need to like borrow a diaper from someone. Like I wanted to kind of create that environment. And Brittany was right on board. Yep. So I, what we didn't realize is like how much moms needed that, not just us, like moms in general. So it already is like, has grown into something that I didn't think that it would be. And moving forward, it's like, it's hard to say, because I think a lot of the time we sort of listen to what the moms want, you know, like I have tons of ideas, but they might not all land. So, I mean, we, now we have regularly scheduled mom walks, like once a week, which are like a bit of a thing, <laughs> but we have it now. Um, and that's at like an indoor track. So we don't have to worry about the weather. And then I did really like doing the outdoor walks in the summer because we could hit different towns, right? Like now we're stuck in Woodstock for winter because there's no other real like indoor space for us. Um, but I obviously more mom walks. I love the outdoor mom walks. We did do like splash pad days in the summer. Um, but for a while there it was like 35 degrees and it was like, even at the splash pad, it was too hot. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm i not really sure where it's going to go. It just, it keeps growing. So part of me wants to like get really businessy on it and be like, okay, like we could do this event and this. But I also think at the same time, it's like really important to keep things like as close to free as we can for moms in our community, given like the economic times, you know? Like, yeah, sure. I could probably put together an event where like people paid to come and then we would be able to put that money back into the mom club. But I don't want to do that at the expense of like someone feeling like they can't participate because there's like a paywall. Right. Yeah. So I think for now it's just going to, I'm, I actually, it's funny. You should say like, so today I went in the stories on the mom club because I haven't been as active there um, because I do miss that. Like even, like the online connection, you know, it really felt like we had a community. I mean, we still do, but it felt like it, we were really tight knit and that's kind of gone away as we've been less active on the account. But like you said, with your podcast, right? Like, Oh no, I like didn't do it because I had it. Well, you're not really starting over. You can just pick up where you left off, right? Yeah. Like the people want to support you. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to be a little bit more engaging on there and then just kind of see where it takes, us you know like there are some small businesses who want to partner with us on things so we did an event a couple events actually last year one we like went to a chocolate store and made ice cream and we went to the learning hive in woodstock for like a play day and i think that was actually free the play day i don't think moms had to pay for that i can't remember now but we have like quite a few businesses who have reached out for that like we have like a bit of a vision board. Like I would love to do a podcast for the moms club. Like we we did a few episodes. We called it No More Lonely Moms, I think is what we called it. And me and Britt did it together. And I really like that as well. Um, but as you know, I have a lot of things on the go and so does <laughs> Britt. So it was like we can't like if we're not gonna do it well and yeah. regularly, then we're not gonna do it. Like our sort of we say all the time, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. So that's sort of how we've approached the mom club. Um, I don't know. I feel like, what would you like to see from the mom club? Like, what do you like, you know, like you're I mean, our target like, market.
0: <laughs> I mean, as a mom, like you guys are doing a great job. Like I, as a first time mom, cause like I've been a stepmom for a lot of years. Right. Um, but as a first time mom, like I feel like if there was something I could say that I wish I had, That could be incorporated was just the resources. Like, okay, you're going to be a first-time mom. Here's some options for you. Like, Mm. here, you know, being introduced to this, or because a lot of moms, and if you were like me, you didn't get great postpartum care in the Mm -hmm. um, hospital. So, like, understanding, you know, even breastfeeding, or oh yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Um, But having like places to send people for that, I think that that would be key. Yeah. Because we do
1: have like, the, do you know about The Womb in Woodstock? Yes. So I would like to partner with them more on stuff because they do like a. Oh, sorry, am I back? Okay, so I was talking about the, my phone just said it's going to die. So, oh, damn. Um, well, it's like 20%. We have time. Um, Anyway, so The Womb in Woodstock, they yeah. do a, they're an amazing they're great. resource. um, and I don't want to like toot my own horn. <laughs> this might sound off. We might have to cut this out. I'm not sure, but <laughs> I feel like we have done a really good job at the mom club, like marketing ourselves. And so we have a lot of like awareness in the community, not yeah. to say that the womb doesn't, but the womb's social media presence is not the same as ours. And I think that's something that's actually really important thing that I have just learned kind of building that because a lot of businesses don't have the engagement that we do. And I'm finding like, we even have like city counselors reach out to us being like, Hey, like we need some information from moms and you have access to them. Like, can we, can you do a poll for us so we can provide this information to people who make decisions for the County, which is so, so bizarre to like think about. Um, But yeah, so yeah, I would like to partner kind of in that way to be like, yeah, to provide more resources because right now we are community based like we are like we are your friends, you know, and I think too like it was hard too because before we had a Facebook group people couldn't like engage with each other as much. Right. Yeah. Like it was like, you could engage with me, but like there's a thousand other people in the group that you might've had oh, yeah. access to otherwise, you know,
0: the middle um, of the night talk is where it's at. I'm telling you. The
1: middle of the I know it's kind of <laughs> falling off. I need to like get back in there because I, I, people kind of like age out of it. Right. So it's, you have to like remind people, Oh, well you're doing this. Hey, you can go in here and like, cause yeah, I, when Kate, like Casey, my Casey, was not a sleeper through the nighter for a long time. So that was just created out of like, I have all these moms, like I need something to do so I'm not losing my mind. um, And it was really beautiful, you know, like, and it was funny. People would be like, oh, like now I'm not going to spend so much time shopping on Amazon because I have you guys to talk to in the middle of the night or whatever. So yeah, yeah the, the I think that's something cool that has come out of that too, is that it's so like, um, there's such a variety of opportunities in the mom club, you know, like it's not just a social media account. Like our Facebook page is a lot different than our Instagram and we have chats on Facebook and chats on Instagram and, and that's a different demographic. And so it's like, they're one of them. There's like a book club where they talk about like, you know, like, and that all came from the moms. Like that wasn't really our idea. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. Like everything, even that I've like spent years learning about business has been how to like monetize mm-hmm. businesses. And both Britt and I are like, that's not our goal here. Like no. even if we don't, I mean, obviously if we could make enough money that like we would get paid for it and we could do it full time, that That'd would be, be amazing.
0: amazing. Yeah. But
1: not at the expense of like losing moms because there's like a paywall or, you know, and it's tricky too, because everything's expensive. Like we made those sweaters and we were like, Oh, maybe we'll make like a little bit of money on the sweaters. But like they were, they were expensive just for us to order, let alone, you know, sell to people. So we're not really making money on them, which is fine. That's not the goal, right? Like the goal is community. So yeah, I think long-term we just want to like keep growing it um it's funny I I was having a hard time like around Christmas because I felt like I was really dropping the ball and you know things were dropping off and um we couldn't you know we were having that bad experience trying to plan the walks inside and whatever was happening and I was really down on myself and we have a group of moms who like We call them like our OGs, like they came to the first walk, they've been hardcore engaged, like from day one. And so they're the ones that are moderating our Facebook page, because we are like pretty like we have that kind of tight, we don't want people like selling shit in there or like, we don't spam, we want it to be very like, you know, community based. Um, And so something had happened and I was having a hard time and I put a message and we have like a group chat. And I was like, this is what's going on. You know, I'm feeling upset about this and this happened and blah, blah, blah. And one of the moms said to me, um, like, I know it doesn't feel like it, but your job's actually already done. Like what you've built already is good enough. And that was so like, yeah, no, but,
0: well, I want to thank you because honestly, like this has been a great hour of, you know, really diving and especially for people, you know, realizing that it takes years. It's not going to take, it's not going to happen overnight. Like, no, I think that's huge because a lot of people think, you know, you're just going to dive into this and it's going to be like that. And it's not, I mean, yeah. I, and I.
1: sorry, go ahead.
0: No, for sure. Like I can tell you it's not, I've been doing this for how long and. Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to measure my success in metrics. I'm measuring my success no. in those messages that you get and yeah. the people that are reaching out being like that resonated.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think too like for me even like so for you to say, "Oh my gosh, like it's so cool like all the things you do." blah blah blah. I feel like I'm just starting, you know? Like I feel like I just also, like I said before, getting treatment for ADHD has absolutely changed my life Um, because I feel like I have so much more capacity um, for trying and not caring what people think Um, and I think even especially with the podcast you know like my first episode the guest was amazing Eric was great but like I had never done it before the software I used to record it wasn't great you know it was a bit glitchy like blah 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 and I could have been discouraged at that but I I, I actually something so funny. So my baby Casey
0: yeah.
1: um, can walk and she's climbing and all of the things, but I just got her winter boots a couple of weeks ago because she keeps asking me to go outside, but she has no shoes. Like I don't have any shoes for the kid yet. She's, I didn't keep any, like she's a baby, you know? So I bought her some winter boots and she was terrified of these things. Like I tried to put them on and she hated it. And then also getting her little ankles to like go down into it's like impossible if you don't know how to put a boot on like your mom <laughs> just like trying it's like yeah it was impossible so she hated it and then like you know a couple of days later she put her hand in them and she was carrying them around and then a couple of days later she wanted me to put one on and we finally got it on so that she could walk in it but she didn't want the other one on and then a couple of days later she wanted both boots on and so the other day I was watching her learn how to walk in these boots because they're bulky and, and she was tripping and whatever. And I, I just, for some reason, I just thought like, this is what's happening in your business. Like you don't know what you're doing. It's going to be a lot of trial and error. You're going to put the boot on your hand first before you realize it goes on your foot, you know, like, and like, I was so proud of her just for trying you know, like, Oh, like eventually we're going to be able to take you outside in those boots. Cause you're going to figure this out. And so that like, even just that I was like, now I can have so much more like patience and grace for myself. And also the cool thing about podcasting is because like you record it, the long form content, you can chop it up into short things. And then you have, you know, opportunities to post on like Instagram or LinkedIn or TikTok or Facebook, wherever you, you know, where whichever social media platform you want to play on. And so for me, even if the podcast sucks and I like never get, you know, a ton of subscribers or a sponsor or whatever, at least I am have the opportunity to create content so that I can chop it up and put it on social media. And then it will seem like, man, that girl's like, always on she's always posting content but we're going to talk for an hour and then I'm going to chop it up into like 10 little videos and now I have 10 days worth of videos you know that I it's literally amazing like I should have done this years ago because the amount of time I have sat and been like what am I going to post today like should I write like I need to take a picture of myself but I look like shit you know like so oh, it's just like yeah i that's why i think i'm right at the beginning because i finally am like just doing the damn thing. And yeah, it's going to be like shaky at first. Like I posted my podcast yesterday and like the numbers weren't great. Like I, I haven't looked at like the listens on like Spotify or anything because I don't really care, but the reels that I posted didn't get like as much views as I normally get. And you know, four months ago that would have devastated me. But now I'm just like, that was my first one. And like, it got like 500 views, you know, that's cool.
0: But you and, did the damn thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. And like, next time I'm going to get better or I'm going to like chop the video a different way and try different copy. Like, I think like having the mom's club helped me to like kind of remove myself from the equation and just view it as like, okay, these are the algorithms we have to work within. Yeah. Like, let's you know, the only way you're going to figure it out is by trying like test and change, test and change, test and change. So now that I've been able to kind of remove myself from the equation, um, yeah, my perspective on like building a business has totally changed. So as much as it seems like, wow, that girl's got a lot going on. I do, but also I'm just getting kind of clever with how to create content. So it seems like I'm there all the time when like, actually I'm like on the couch eating snacks.
0: Yeah, no, definitely there with you. And I, I can totally understand and resonate and I think a lot of people will. Um, But I have to say, I really appreciate you taking the time today to pop on and have this conversation with me because I think a lot of moms put a lot of expectations on themselves as to how to get to this level.
1: Mm -hmm. Maybe it's
0: really refreshing to sit here and say, you know what? I don't even realize I did it. It just kind of happened. And yeah, I, I think the only difference,
1: <laughs> I think the only difference is like doing the dancing, you know, like something too that I believe like, okay, the mom's club really worked because like Britt and I were drowning in motherhood and we knew a lot about the experience, you know, but like, if, if you want to grow on your business on any social media platform or just grow it in sales or whatever. Like you don't have to show up as only that thing.
0: I really wanted to thank you. Thank you for taking the time. I'm hoping to have you on again at some point.
1: I would be more than happy to. And I'll have you on mine as mine as well. Selling Oxford. That'll be all the, I'm going to pick your brain about all the things podcasting.
0: (laughs) Well that, and I'm rolling out a new program, so we'll see what happens. Oh,
1: okay. Well, I'm your girl. (laughs) Let me know when you're ready.
0: I will. Awesome.
1: Um, Thanks so much, Paige.
0: Thanks, Deca. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. I can't begin to describe the immense gratitude I have for our listeners, friends, and family that continue to encourage and support this podcast. If you've loved this episode, share it with a friend or on your socials. And be sure to tag Uniquely Chambers so I can personally thank you.